Welcome to the Building Healthy Organizations podcast. We understand how the human brain works and how that impacts behavior in the workplace. I'm glad you joined us today for our continued journey to understand how to build a healthy organization. I've titled the episode today, Three Easy Steps to Increase Employee Engagement. Well, there's probably nothing easy about getting engagement from someone, but there is a way to create a smoother and quicker pathway to allow people to engage with the effort, with the team, with the organization. And that's what we're going to focus on today. So what is this engagement thing? There are thousands and thousands of companies that spend millions and millions of dollars on climate surveys. One of the key measures in those climate surveys is employee engagement. The problem comes in how they define that. And then the second problem that comes right after that is what do you do with it? Because very few of these surveys have any kind of methodology for taking that number and doing something with it. Sure, there's all kinds of other questions that are asked about how does the employee feel about this and what about that? And and all of those things are a part of those surveys. But again, they don't really have the methodologies behind it to bring practical applications to what they're actually measuring. I actually have created several pathways coming out of a climate survey that I use called Vital Signs by Six Seconds that is probably one of the best I've ever seen anywhere because it's based in data that is actionable. And that's what I look for when I look for something in an assessment or a survey. I look for something that's going to give me actionable data. So let me define what I believe to be engagement. It is the emotional commitment that somebody has to the effort, to the team, to the organization. It is the point where the individual is putting their own energy into the effort, the team, the organization at a pretty high level, and they are committed to do that. It is a commitment that they're doing that. Why is this important? We know for a fact that engaged employees will give you more productivity. We also know that engagement will drive many different things. Would you like to have a more agile and resilient team or organization? If the answer to that is yes, then engagement is one of the critical components of getting there. Do you want a competitive advantage in the marketplace? Again, if the answer is yes, then engagement is a critical piece to getting that competitive advantage. So what are the roadblocks here? What are the roadblocks to engagement? Well, number one, toxicity. If you have toxicity anywhere in your team or your organization, that is an engagement killer. No matter how committed somebody is, if that continues over time, 
Toxicity is exactly what it sounds like. It's a poison and it poisons everything it touches. Another one is, which may seem surprising, a lack of challenge. In many teams and organizations, the engagement level is lower than it should be because the challenge is lower than it should be. People want to stretch and grow. They want to develop. But that only comes when the challenge is there. Now, I don't mean something unrealistic and and just way out of bounds, but realistic stretch, realistic challenge that gives people the chance to tackle new things, to grow, to learn, to make mistakes, but then to come back from them and use them as a learning experience. Lack of accountability is another engagement killer. It is accountability is a focus on doing the right thing, even when nobody else is watching. It is practicing quality all the time. Now we're never perfect and things, things are going to go wrong at times, but accountability is not perfection. It is the willingness to continue to hold things to a high standard and perform at the highest possible level on a day-to-day basis. A lack of accountability will have a direct negative impact on engagement levels. I mean, think about it. Just from common sense point of view, if you're a really engaged employee and you're working hard to make this project successful, but there's a couple of people on your team who seem to be just allowing everybody else to do the work. They're just cruising through. They do what they have to do, what they're forced to do, but they don't do anything other than that. How do you think I feel then as a highly engaged employee when I feel like I'm not not only pulling my weight, but I'm pulling the weight of these other people? The other things to look at here are things like Uh, poor management, poor leadership. People don't leave companies. They leave managers. And that is a very sobering thing to think about because I've been a manager. I've been a director. I'm an owner of a company now. We have to be very considerate about that. If we want higher engagement levels, we have to bring our A game. And another is misaligned values. We talk about values in teams and organizations, but bottom line, we don't always follow through well with those values. I mean, if we state that our values are X and X and X, but we don't practice them, then people look at us and say, well, I guess you don't really mean it. So what else are you're not telling me the truth about. Those are some of the roadblocks to getting higher levels of engagement. Engagement is a change process. If we want to move engagement levels from where it is today to a higher level, that's a change process. That's common sense. It's a natural process. How do we do that? First, we have to empower people to enter into that change process and empower them with 
resources, empower them with training and equipping, empower them with goals and standards, empower them with a set of accountabilities that will create a pathway for engagement where people can choose to be engaged. And a lot of that, especially now as a business owner, I have to be very thoughtful about sell, don't tell. It's so easy to fall into that. Just do it because I said so. You know, and I thought about this the other day. My parents used to say that to me all the time when I was growing up. And I didn't think that was that was a good thing then. It certainly is not a good thing for me to do now. Now, granted, as a parent, that's something different, and I don't want to go down that road, so please don't send me nasty emails about that. But really, as a leader, we need to sell people and influence them. We don't need to just tell them, you know, because you're not going to get engagement that way. As a matter of fact, when you start to tell people they need to behave and act in a certain way, when you really don't give them a good reason to do that, then guess what's going to happen? You're going to push them in the opposite direction. So how do we move this whole process forward? How do we reach higher engagement levels? Well, let's focus on that. So here's what we know from research and from different studies. We know that engaged employees will give us something in the vicinity of two to four times the productivity of a non-engaged employee. Think about that for a minute. That is significant. And you've seen it. When you see people that are truly engaged in what's going on, they really pour themselves into the job. They enjoy it. They're working hard. They're putting out the extra effort. That is an engaged employee. And you've seen the other side of that. Well, let's talk about that. What does the neutral or disengaged employee look like? Well, the neutral employee is kind of go along and get along, right? Not a lot of extra effort, but does what's necessary, does the normal things, but usually not anything above and beyond. The disengaged employee is a completely different issue, and it's something we need to take very seriously because the disengaged employee is actively moving away from the values, the effort of the team or the organization. And that's where you can get things like toxicity and divisiveness and a variety of other negative factors that impact overall employee engagement. Now, remember earlier I said engagement, my definition is the emotional commitment that someone has to the effort, to the team, to the organization, and maybe to the culture. I mean, I would include culture in that. Think about how emotions are contagious. If you have somebody that is inspiring, that is excited, that is passionate, that's contagious. People get around people like that and tend to kind of act the same way or at least be uplifted by that. But the same thing is true 
from somebody who is displaying fear, anxiety, stress, anger, frustration, those emotions are just as contagious. And all of those things have a direct impact on engagement. So what are the outcomes of more neutral or disengaged employees? Well, number one, loss, lost opportunity, um, loss of, of productivity, waste, unused capacity. So many times we forget about that, that every single person in every single role in a team or an organization should bring a certain value to that role in their performance, in their behavior, in their productivity. But if they're only bringing 50% because they're not truly engaged, you've got a significant loss of capacity. That loss of capacity directly correlates to a loss in productivity and a loss in profitability. So this engagement thing is really important, especially when it comes to how much capacity are you actually being able to realize in your people. And granted, different people have different capacity levels. That's something we need to be aware of, and that's fine. We're not sitting here in judgment of people that don't have these higher capacity levels. The key here is how much is the individual giving of the capacity that they have? Engagement does not really equal money or benefits. People are not driven anymore. Those are commodities now. You're not going to be able to get higher engagement levels just by giving somebody a raise or, or giving somebody better benefits. I mean, you may get a bump in motivation and a bump in engagement and energy for a short period of time, but think about the last time you were in a situation where you got a raise. How long did that feeling last? I don't know about you, but for me, it wasn't a long period of time before I said, gosh, I wish, I wish it was more. I wish I was a bigger raise. I wish the benefits were a little bit better. All of a sudden, they switch from being motivators to demotivators. And that, again, is you cannot buy engagement. Engagement are things like satisfaction, belonging, the right value exchange. What do I mean by that? It isn't money and benefits that a lot of people are looking for for engagement purposes. It's these other feelings of can I be satisfied? Are you willing to invest in me and develop me as an employee? Are you willing to allow me to collaborate with others and work on the kinds of projects and different things that I want to work on so I can learn more and be better so I can advance my knowledge, advance my career? Is there a greater purpose that we're working towards? Are what we doing together impacting the world in a way that will be significant? Do we have an enjoyable culture? Is it something I'm going to enjoy coming to every day? Am I going to enjoy being a part of that culture? These are very critical elements when we think about engagement, engagement is, again, not about money and benefits. And there's, there's a big misunderstanding about that out there. Well, I'm paying them good money. Just do your job. 
Sorry, it doesn't work that way. If you want the highest performing employees, you need to provide things other than those commodities. So where do we go with all of this? Well, let's look in. So I promised you at the first, three easy steps to higher engagement or higher employee engagement. So let me give you those three things. And these are not the only three things you need to do or think about, but they are a pathway. When put together, it creates a pathway where people can choose to be engaged at higher levels. And remember, engagement is a choice. The individual has to choose to be engaged at a higher level. So if I'm a leader or an owner, what's my role in that? What's my responsibility? It's creating the pathway where people can get on the engagement track and and really start to pour their energy into what's going on. So what are these three steps? Number one, find out what employees like and want more of. So gather ideas and information about that, but also find out what's missing for them. And how do you do that? You survey them, you ask them, you, you sit down with a group of employees and you interview them, talk about it. Don't do it in a, in a formal way. I wouldn't recommend that because people shut down when that formal approach is taken. Do it in a very sincere and authentic way. And once you know what they want more of that will create higher levels of engagement and what may be missing for them, you can move to step two. Number two is empower the employees to identify the desired changes that need to be made to get what they want more of or to fill in the gaps of of what may be missing right now. The third point here. Engage employees to be a part of the solution. Bring them into being a part of the change process. Don't try to do it on your own. Don't try to have a select few do it for everybody. Get as many people engaged as possible. Did you hear the word I just used? I used the word engagement. This is a wonderful way to increase engagement levels by engaging them in a facilitated process that is designed to create greater engagement in the future. So you're engaging to engage. And that's what we want. We want people to start pouring their own energy, their own ideas. Now, they may not be the best ideas in the world, but that's okay. What you want is an open forum where people can start to be a part of the solution and where they can pour their own energy into the effort. Empower people by doing the following. Coach them. Guide them in the process. We're not saying turn the process over to them and let them come up with whatever it is. Be a guiding leader. Give them good coaching around what they may not be able to see. The more experienced leaders will have experienced a lot that the average employee will not have. 
Therefore, they can probably see potential outcomes better. They have gained insights that may not be accessible to other employees. So this is a joint venture process. This is where experience and knowledge and insights and input and energy come together for collaboration in a way that can drive a change process that brings greater employee engagement. And that's all the way up and down the line. What are the benefits of this? Number one, retention of good talent. A lot of the people that have left their jobs in the last year, the 20 million plus that we know right now is the number, they've left because they're looking for a place they can truly engage and they haven't found it yet. Now, a lot of people will say, oh, it's all grass is greener on the other side of the fence and they're going to find out it's not. That may be true, but they still left their job and went somewhere else. And that's turnover. And not all turnover is good turnover. So what's another benefit of enhanced engagement levels? It's an enhanced employer brand. When the organization is out there looking for new talent and wanting to attract new talent with all of the competition that is in the marketplace today, that's where the employer brand is so important. And if the word on the street is, wow, these guys are fun to work with. This is a great place. We have a great culture. People are really engaged. Would you rather go there or would you rather go, well, it's not a bad place to get a paycheck. Another benefit, higher productivity and profitability. We've talked about that already. And a competitive advantage in the marketplace. That is absolutely critical. We all need that, but not everybody. As a matter of fact, very few will ever get there because they will not invest in these kinds of efforts. And that's a choice. You can gain a competitive advantage by doing these things, or you can take your chances and not do them. Let me leave you with this. Higher engagement equals higher accountability and higher energy levels throughout the organization. I don't know about you, but that sounds like a pretty good place to be. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Building Healthy Organizations by EQ Fit. We do understand how the human brain works and how that impacts behavior in the workplace. I hope you'll subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes as we journey together on this pathway to building a healthy organization. Also, check us out on YouTube at the same name, Building Healthy Organizations by EQ Fit. And for additional information, feel free to visit our website. GSCFit.com